I love that music. I just Good can music. I say that? I love it. It's good music. This this song, by the way, was chosen about five minutes before we first aired, 120 or something episodes ago, by the wonderful folks at NRM. If you don't know who NRM is, Paul Benzman, his team, Alan Contino, Dan Lukowitz, Zachary, all these people that are, Darren McCarty has a show, Svi Jacobson, man, they got everybody. If you don't know who they are, reach out to me, reach out to Paul. This is an incredible place. There's some big news coming up, big announcements we'll get to soon. But before we get to that, We've got another great episode. This time, we are one-on-one, maybe even two-on-one, we'll see, with an Olympic athlete, with A.J. Edelman, a twin brother, not of mine, but of his brothers, who has qualified for the Olympics, he's been in the Olympics, he's going to the Olympics, he's, he's the captain of the Israeli bobsled team, he raises the money for the bobsled team, he lives, breathes, sleeps, eats, stick Olympics, Israel, sport, and just, as we say, menschlichkeit. Which, for those of you who don't speak Yiddish, it means he embodies that of being a really good gentleman. AJ, what's going on? Hi. Uh, I do have to clarify. My older brother constantly says that we are twins. or not twins. He's oh, two dude, years he said that on Conan O'Brien, I know, so I, I know. believed him. I, most of the Google searches for my name are always Alex Edelman's brother or AJ Edelman's brother. Uh, I, we are not twins, but uh, but it is a good joke of his. Everyone should go check him out on Conan. Yeah, it, your your brother actually has a hilarious joke, okay? His joke is, it's actually the name of a skit with Conan, right? He says, I haven't tried bacon, or I won't eat bacon, but I've tried cocaine. Right, he's like, I've tried cocaine, but I've never had bacon. I'm that kind of Jew. I was like, okay, <laughs> so tell us what kind of Jew you are, actually. Oh, man, I'm the, I'm the kind that every Jewish mom doesn't want to have. Um, <laughs> so I have no stable job, no good savings, and I go hurtling down a mountain at the great risk of my of my life. Um, so it's it's exactly what, A, you don't want to bring home to your mom, and B, what my mom never wanted as a child. Well, listen, I'm happy that you're here. I know Zach Racinger's happy that you're here. Zach is joining us live from Austin, Texas. Zach Racinger, how you doing, sweetie? He's doing so well that his sound is turned off, which is fine, because in radio you don't want to have dead air, so we just go ahead and interrupt. But um, what we're going to do ahead until Zach hears the sound. By the way, Zach, as soon as you have sound, you can jump back in. If you have it, great. If you don't, Dan on top. The name of the show is Dan on top for a reason, because I take care of stuff when things fall through. That's why I'm on top. Anyway, AJ's here. Zach is in is in Austin. We're going to talk a little bit um, to Zach and to AJ about the Olympics and talking to them about an incredible opportunity right here. Because, guys and gals, you know me. What's the name of the show? Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. I've had so much interest in the show that I've kind of run out of commercial real estate guests, which means that if you're a commercial real estate superstar, you got to reach out to me because I need you on my show. After about 120 you know, episodes, we've interviewed a lot of great people. We've also had an intersparsing, if that's a word, interspersing, don't know, of many different incredible residential real estate rock stars, many of whom who have taken the CRE Pro course or have it for their entire teams, and they've been a pleasure to be on. But now we've got something different because we've got an Olympic athlete. And there's a reason I brought him here, right? I didn't just bring him here because I didn't have content or I didn't have anybody to fill in because contrary to the jokes I'm saying before, we're booked months out. But AJ embodies a quality that I think all you investors need to learn from. And if you're crushing it, 
you already are doing the same things that he's doing. If you're not crushing it, you want to take it to the next level, there's two things I'd recommend. Number one is the CRE Pro course, and number two is listening to this interview. Because AJ embodies that quality of stick to which is something that separates and differentiates the all-star investors from the mega, super, incredible all-star investors. AJ, talk to us about stick to and what it means to you. So for a moment when you said they're doing everything that I'm doing, I thought you were going to say they're over-leveraging themselves and taking on massive amounts of debt. But um, <laughs> you know, a lot of investors are actually. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's that to me was like, oh man, they're over-levered. Um, you know, uh, so I was told in 2014 when I tried a sport of, of skeleton. Skeleton is a head-first on your stomach version of bobsled. Uh, that I would never make the Olympic Games in a sliding sport. I was not equipped for it. Couldn't sprint, which is a very important uh, function in those sports, and couldn't balance on a sled because I had scoliosis. And uh, that, to me, was the key that I needed, essentially, to push forward and, and make it work. It's been uh, a bit of a, of a hectic and horrible and agonizing journey in, in many many parts, and I think that a lot of investors um, would resonate with, with that because you're out on your own trying to do whatever you're trying to do and make it to a finish line. Not many people will believe in you. Not many people will be there. But, um, you know, you, essentially, you got to work through it, and you got to make sure it happens. Absolutely. And I, I want to show you guys something that's a little impromptu, but if you can see my screen, that is... Okay, good. I wanted to make sure the picture of Borat wasn't up there, but that is... <laughs> A picture of the inside of AJ's Olympic ring, okay? I'll read it to you. It says, he will never be competitive. That's from 2014. On the side, it says, la ami, la, uh, sorry, la atzmi, la ami, la artsy, for myself, for my people, for my country. And then if you look on the, on the outside, there it is, right? Israel's first Olympic bobsled captain here is on our show to talk about what that message meant to him. Somebody wrote in an article that he will never be competitive. And that was about seven years ago, okay? This guy is about as competitive of an individual that I know. Maybe Zach Racinger's a little more competitive. I'm not sure. I would love to see them get into a boxing match. But aside from that, I mean, he has stuck to it like few have. And, and that's why he's here, because we're going to learn from an Olympic athlete about how to be successful as a CRE pro professional. So give us some advice. What tips can we take from the Olympics and extrapolate those into our lives as brokers, as owners, as investors, as mentioned, as as gentlemen. So the, there's a couple. First, first, I do have to clarify: we have not yet qualified, so my federation would be very upset. One second, one second, one second. We're setting the intention, bro. Okay. So you, know, you are my, qualifying as we speak for the next Olympics. Right. My federation would kill me though if I said. Okay, federation. Out. We're going to clarify. I said it. He didn't say it, but he is qualifying <laughs> as we speak. He's working on it. He's going to do it. He's getting a gold medal one day very soon. Okay. Um, so I think the the first thing was um, that I tell everyone, children, adults, anything, is that um, in in 2018, 13 hours before my Olympic competition, a very critical piece of equipment of mine was disqualified. It was the basis of how I knew where I was balancing on the slide. It was critical. Uh, and then I slipped to last place in the one training opportunity that I had. And I thought I was going to embarrass the country. It was going to turn into a, a total crapshoot. And uh, I was just upset. I was angry, upset. It was clearly targeted and probably anti-Semitic, the reason that it was that it was wow. um, disqualified. But I that night, I, I, I kind of just sat in the middle of a frigid shipping container because that's what you have at the track to work on your stuff. There's no heat in there. And... I was just staring at the wall and I was wondering why, you know, like what's going on. But I came to a realization that night because I was worried about embarrassing my country and everything. And it's that Israel qualified for the Olympics because we were good enough to be there because 
we deserve to be there. Not because of this particular piece of equipment. It was not a performance-enhancing piece of equipment. So we deserve to be there. The only time you ever fear in your life, you actually know that you can succeed. So if somebody walks up to you and gives you like a briefcase with a million bucks, mm-hmm. it's like you get to keep this briefcase if you shoot a, a, a hole in one in a par five, you know, on a golf course. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh at them. You're not gonna feel feel any fear of losing that million bucks because it's impossible. But if somebody were to tell you that you get to keep the million bucks if you sink a putt on a, you know, from three feet away, you're going to feel a ton of fear. Sure. Because you know that you can accomplish it. So the only things that you ever fear in life are things that you know that you can accomplish. So you've gone to make a deal. You've gone to interview. You've gone to you're, – you're playing in a game. You fear missing a shot because you're in the game to begin with, right? You fear not getting a job because you're interviewing it. You've already been invited to interview to begin with. You know that you can accomplish that. Second is that you need a goal larger than yourself. So um, that for me on the side of the Olympic ring, that was my centering mantra for myself, for my people, and for my country. So for you always need to have a bit of selfishness. Otherwise, you're never going to self-improve. But when the road gets really tiring, when the road gets really exhausting and everyone, no one believes in you, you still need something to shoot for. So my people and for my country was always that. I decided to quit in 2016, and within 24 hours, I was back at it because I was like, I'm not stealing that opportunity for my people and my country. The last thing is no one is a bigger fan of you than you. No one is a bigger believer in you than you. And if you're waiting for something to fall in your lap, it's not going to happen. So you need to go and grab the bull by its horns and you need to ride that thing to the finish line because there's no way that anyone's going to ever hand you a golden key. I mean, enough said. (laughs) Enough said. Zach, did you have anything you wanted to add? You know, I think Zach is puzzled. He doesn't, you know, he just, he's he's in awe, and his microphone doesn't work, but we're not telling anybody that. <laughs> I, AJ, I just want to tell you that if I would have taken off your jersey and put on a suit and tie, right, and I would have met you out in the field or in a brokerage, everything you're saying is the same thing that I say and the same thing that's said to me and the same thing that great investors have, because really, that's what I'm trying to prove here with this episode, is that no matter what you do, no matter who you are, these principles of stick of never giving up, of believing in yourself, of, of, of being your own best fan, and of, of day in, day out, getting up and doing it, just working the program, coming up with systems, right? It's all about systems. It's all about protocol. It's all about your equipment, right? So for us, that's the CRE Pro course, right? For you, that might be your training regimen. That might be different parts of your bobsled, you know? And the bottom line is, is that there's such a huge carryover. So for all the viewers, I just want to let you know, we have an incredible opportunity coming up. I'm not going to share it right now because we're almost out of time. But if you want more information, please reach out privately. Um, In the meantime, we've got a couple weeks left where we can still kind of talk about this privately before it goes public. But we have some absolutely incredible opportunities that we're going to be unveiling very, very shortly. AJ, any parting words or any questions for me for Dan on top? Well, what, what advice would you give me? What advice? Uh, number one, you definitely got to be on the Dan on Top show, okay? That's the first piece of advice, and you did a good job with that. This guy flew in literally for half a day to be on the show, and kudos to him. That's really absolutely incredible. That's number one. Number two, just be yourself, man. Don't, be, don't ever apologize for who you are, okay? You've got a mission. It's literally tattooed on your forearm, I noticed. Well, right? it's a, it's show a temporary us. tattoo. Show us? So okay, I, okay. Uh, because, of, because of my Jewish beliefs, I don't get 
uh, get full tattoos. It's a temporary tattoo. Okay, so figuratively, it's tattooed on I your can arm. Rub it right off. Yeah. Okay, but don't tell anybody that because inside, <laughs> it's in your blood, right? Well, your DNA instead of like you know, like G, you know, guanine, adenine, whatever, all those other weird things are. You got the Olympic rings, man, because you're not giving up. So don't ever apologize for that, right? Be yourself. Go out there. You've got a message, man. Scream it from the rooftops. Right. So I do. I do want to say something about that. The um, who you are. So who you are is obviously something very important. We all have a beginning of our book, and we all have an ending of our book. And how I've always thought about my own journeys and whether the Bobsled team is going to make it or not, which I know it's going to, I like because I can feel it in my bones, is that you start the journey at one point and you know it's going to end, right? So for me, it's going to end at 2022, no matter what. Right. Is it going to end with us on at the Olympics or is it going to end with me at home watching on television? Mm-hmm. And for me, I have to fill in every single page in the meantime to make sure that that ending is the correct ending that I want. Same thing in life. Same thing with any deals that we make. We're on the couch right now. We're in the chair right now. We're thinking about a deal right now. And in 100 days, 200 days, five years, we're going to be somewhere in five years. What is going to happen in the meantime to make sure that that ending is what we want that ending to be. So that for me was always, hey, I'm starting in 2014. In 2022, after 2,884 days, I'm going to be somewhere. Okay. Am I going to be a failure am I yeah. gonna, or am I going to succeed? So, no, you're going to no, succeed, it's, man. It's important. It is a success. That's my point before. It is on our last episode. It is a success. You are, and again, Olympic Federation, if you're watching this, I apologize. <laughs> I do believe that he is an Olympian and he is qualifying and he is winning the gold medal right now. I heard Zach Racinger laugh in the background. Zach. You with us? I, I want to know. Yeah, AJ, I want to know, uh, as uh, we teach in the CRE Pro course, it's really important to find a mentor, whether it's reaching out to us directly for mentorship. Uh, we have consultants that uh, mentor people, but someone young in their career, how did you, I mean, you may, you must, you may not have known a, a bobsledder growing up, or how do you get a mentor that does something that you're not familiar with? Uh, who did you, who was your mentor go, uh, coming up as an aspiring uh, Olympic athlete? I think that, you know, for me, there were so many different people that taught me various things. I had mentors in life decisions. I had mentors in bobsled and skeleton. I only got a mentor in bobsled when I jumped in and there was a friend there who was, you know, was there to help me. But the number one thing is you have to be willing to accept that help. A lot of people have Mm -hmm. pride and ego and the realization that we all need to come to, especially for me, I'm, I'm already an Olympic athlete. I competed in skeleton. I made the Olympics there. When I jumped into Bobson, I had to go to the coach and essentially say, and, and his name is Heath Spence, amazing Australian Olympian. I basically had to go and say, like, I know nothing, right? Like, fill my brain with everything that I need to be filled with. My ego's off the table, right? I know nothing about this track. And we were training on the track that I competed in the Olympics in. Wow. Right? And so I had to go and essentially wipe that slate clean. So if you want a mentor, you need to find someone who, A, you trust, but B, you have to be willing to let go. Right, you need to, to to acknowledge that we don't know everything. That's right. Yeah. Well, I love it. Absolutely love it. And, and you know, AJ, I think that you've really, you know, just just shown your true colors, the the white and blue, and 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 we appreciate it. I know you you bleed that, and, and, and it, it shows. It really shows. So, you know, AJ, I wanted to ask you a question. I loved. I loved. I, I trained my mentees to to ask this question, and something I ask of people, I ask people, and I want to ask you wholeheartedly. What can I do to add value? Or even better yet, what can the viewers of Dan on Top do to add value to you, AJ, and to the Israeli Olympic bobsled team? Well, you can become a part of the journey. The, um, the journey is, is a very special one to me. I think it touches people, but it is entirely self-funded and self-managed. So the Israeli Olympic Committee, the Israeli government, does not put anything into our 
uh, into our program, essentially. And, and that, for me, means when I made a joke about being over-levered, it wasn't a joke for me. That we have a $300,000 budget shortfall this year. And so, you know, I have no idea how I'm going to wow. fill that. Uh, but, God willing, it's going to be filled. If anyone wants to, to use my bob set as a billboard... <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah. so we could put Dan on top on the bobsled. You can put Dan on top on the bobsled, and uh, in certain scenarios, because we're a 501c3, you can get a tax deduction out of it. Oh, Zach, we're going to have to talk <laughs> offline about that. But listen, I think, am I, am I right that Toyota sponsors you? So Toyota is a personal sponsor for me. They kick in about less than 2% of our budget. Okay. Um, that, it was a very exciting moment for me last year. I didn't have I didn't have an agent, and and actually some of the some of the people listening might might um, really resonate with this. I had no agent. Nobody wanted to take me on. I wasn't high volume enough. Yeah. Right. So so an agent who's looking at a sliding sport athlete, they're already not high volume. A non medalist sliding sport athlete, you're dead in the water. And so I was thinking, how can I get my name out there? How can mm-hmm. I have brands who want to align with me? And I would sit from morning until evening doing nothing but writing personalized sponsorship packets and shooting them out to everyone all over the globe. Wow! I once sent over 150 emails and, and targeted emails in one day just from morning till night. And finally, one of them hit. Right? This guy sounds I, like a broker, by the way. Right. So I, <laughs> I, I contacted someone in marketing at the University of California, San Diego, I think yeah. it was. I said, hey, you run a course on sports marketing. I need to understand, like, do you have... Do you have like a sample packet, how you advise your students to go about this? They sent me over something. I greatly modified it. I had brand alignment there. I sent it out to Toyota. Toyota's like, we're all about starting your impossible. You know, and, and yeah. you, know, you started your impossible. So uh, I did become the first uh, Israeli winter athlete to ever be sponsored by, a, a, it's called a TOP partner. It's a global worldwide partner. And Toyota is, our, is, is my personal sponsor. But everything I make from... Everything I make in life, I work a job, I drive for Uber sometimes, like everything I make in life goes to the bobsled team. So, wow. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. So, do, do whatever it takes. Use a model from somebody else who has been successful and stick to it. Those seem like the three things. Do that whatever you, you it did. takes is the number one thing, but advocate for yourself because no one wanted to represent me. Right, so like I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go do it myself. All right, you know what? I'm calling on the Dan on Top viewers. This man wants to be represented, and he wants to represent you. So if there's anything that we can do to help him, let's come together. Let's band together. This is AJ Edelman. He's an Olympic athlete. This guy's gonna win a gold medal. Okay, this is a team that's going <laughs> to the Olympics, and their colors are the same as a Dodge Viper. That's pretty sweet. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Zach Racinger, the CEO of CRE Pro. Live from Austin, Texas. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, AJ. Great job, guys. AJ Edelman, all the way from Israel. Thank you, brother. Nice to be here. And viewers of the Dan on Top Show, thank you all. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top, and I'll see you soon.